Five different courses. So you're not coming to our New Year's party. Well, the Raisin Brent New Year's party, you're not going to be coming to. I told you, I have a... I'm having dinner with my wife for it's a five-course prefix menu. You're going to so, Denny's. So what? Do you know what? What's your fifth course? Moons over my hammy? You are an, you're an idiot. That's the fourth course. Thank you. The first course, I get to pick between French toast sticks and, and chopped mozzarella sticks. Look... I'm excited. Yeah. I'm as excited as you are for a prefix five course Hobbit menu at Denny's. But I just think you should come to the Raisin Brent Guess holiday what? party. It's not even Baconalia anymore either, so you can't get that menu. Oh my goodness, it's just very disappointing. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna hang out there till midnight on New Year's. That's my. That's what I always. And then do. come by our thing afterwards. No, then I'm gonna not do that. You got some important anything else in the world to do? Oh, Is yeah, that yeah, what's yeah. happening? No, not really. Um, I taped. Uh, I'm going to rewatch the finale of The Bridge. That's like oh, three months old. Why? Rewatch. So you've already seen it. Yeah. And you, on, in t- on purpose, you want to watch it again. Yeah. Well, it's better than going to the New Year's Eve party. Am I right? Oh, my gosh. This one guy invited me. Like, I, there's no way I want to go to his party. That was me. Oh, sorry. That was me. Sorry. I was that guy. All right. That's oh, my just, gosh. I'm confused. I've, like my, I've got moons over my hammy on the mind. You know? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next installment, the final installment, well, this year, of Raisin Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. I'm Brent. And we're recording this on New Year's Eve. Ooh, but it's probably not going to come out until after the New Year. So on behalf of the Raisin Brent show, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Wouldn't it be weird if like one of us has a tragic accident tonight? And then this is like a spectral ghost show that comes out after our demise. This is some kind of veil threat that I you uh, if I don't come to your New Year's party, I'm going to be I wouldn't say hobbled or something. I wouldn't say it was very veiled. I wouldn't even say it was Vicky veiled. Is it Dance of a Thousand Veils? It's anyway. So you know you've got a you've got a reservation tonight. You're not coming to the Raisin Brent, the new annual Raisin Brent. New Year's Eve, bring in the new year with Raisin Brent party. You know what my tradition is? We've rented out the W for this. I don't go. Yeah. I only go to the M, which is Well, like then just the stand w. on your head while you're there. Yeah, I, I could do that. That would help. Gracious me. Well, and anyway, the NFL season is over, and we're, we got a lot well, to talk about that. I wouldn't say it's over. It's over. I mean, That's maybe, it, everybody. No reason to watch maybe anymore. Your team, it's over. It's over. It's not, we're done. Yeah. It, they're not still playing, right? No, it's like uh, college football. We all play the bowl games. <laughs> we just vote on who won the Super just Bowl. Just vote on who won the Super Who would have won the Super Bowl <laughs> if they had played it. Yeah. I love that. Love that about the BCS. Ugh. What a year. What a year in football. It's been yeah. amazing. Nothing like having uh, everything in the palm of your hand ripe for the taking. Easy street lined up for you. And <laughs> all over the bed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... Your, Your Detroit, Detroit Lions. Lions, yeah, down the field. You, I don't know the song. Trying to sing the, the yeah. Gridiron Heroes fight song. Yeah, it's a great song. I don't know the song. I just know down the field. 
You know what? We may have to give three seconds of uh, to the uh, down the field, down forward, down the field. The gridiron heroes gotta love it. So, how do you feel about these playoffs going in as a Chiefs fan? We'll do a little extra NFL a little bit later on, but just as a little teaser: Chiefs, Colts, the rematch heard around the general senator of the United States of America. There's probably a freeway between them, and nobody else outside of that cares. Um, Boy. I feel. Uh... Look, you know, I always try to analyze psychologically how the teams are, and I think it's a big uh, a factor. I do. And I think psychologically, I think I, I like where the Chiefs are right now. You like where they are psychologically? Oh, yeah. Well, I like where both teams are. They just they just got pounded at home by Indy. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really a pounding. C- Casey just kept fumbling the ball inside our own 30-yard line and okay. getting intercepted. So, yes, we did play terribly. Yeah, but no. it wasn't like they physically dominated. It was like Casey just kind of couldn't get out of the kit. Couldn't get out of their own way, you know. Like, like I, I wouldn't know what that's like, Brent. Yeah, to like, follow a team that can't like get out of its own like way. Like the end of that, uh, the Detroit Philadelphia game, where where Detroit was dominating, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, let's let's keep giving you the ball, or we'll just go back to the New York Giants game. Hey, we're up by seven with five minutes to go. Uh, all we have to do is not throw a pick six, and we'll. Oh, right. So I feel like psychologically, the Chiefs are like, oh, we have something to prove, and Indy's got to be in their little bit, a little bit in their head, like, yeah, we don't, we got this already. You know what I mean? So. Well, if I was playing KC, I'd come in with the attitude, I've got this already. Sure. That's for sure. Absolutely. Goodness gracious. So cool. So you think they're going to win? Put a score on it. Uh, I think KC wins, and I think the score is 27-24. I believe the score will be 27-31. Colts win, everybody. Colts bring that one home. They're at home. They're the better team. They've got the better quarterback, better coach. I don't think I agree with any of those things. I bet you don't. Maybe they have the better quarterback long term. I'll I'll give you that. I would say the better quarterback now, but that's a separate issue altogether. But uh, I tell you what, we made a whole lot of a we made a whole lot of predictions about the NFL at the start of the season, mm-hmm. and it's time to see who was more right. Who was more right? Well, before we start, I and I haven't even, we haven't even looked at these yet, Ray. But I would say that the measure of a man is, is whoever picked more playoff teams. Of course, you do. <laughs> So anyway, we'll be right back to talk a little NFL. We might get some NBA in there. Maybe. Pretty boring. Maybe some BCS. Maybe some college hey, football. Hey, hey. Ray. The Buffalo Wild Wings ball, everybody. BCS. This is oh, a family show. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be right back after three seconds of Gridiron Heroes. <laughs> back and we're playing fight songs of teams that fired their coaches yeah we started with your detroit lions we're playing wait we're playing fight songs of teams that showed no fight no fight and therefore got their coaches fired well you could argue that of all the openings right now the six around the nfl the lions is the best job right i wouldn't say that but well who is the better job than the lions You've got the most talent, the most talent to work with in the NFL, right there. I don't know about that. We just need a little confidence in a guy who doesn't think he's smarter I than the NFL. I don't know if you have the most talent. I, you do have some. I think you have some really good upper end players. You know, I think Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback because he makes a lot of mistakes. I put him lower to your top ten at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, you have Calvin Johnson, obviously. You have Reggie Bush, who's still pretty top tier, but gets injured a lot when he doesn't fumble the ball. Andy's, he's great. And he's over 30. Not to mention on defense, you know. I mean, got to give it up. Anza ended up being a pretty good pick yeah. so far. Anza, Fairley, Sue. Sue. I don't 
But uh, DeAndre Levy, outside linebacker, had a breakout season, tied for second in the year, uh, league with interceptions with six. Mm-hmm. Strong player. Not even a Pro Bowl whiff, though. That kind of made me a little bit mad. A little a little grundle in the sack, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, if you, I don't. if you take into consideration just the players, I think Detroit is one of the better one of the better places, but if you also have to take into consideration the owners they have to work with, and uh, and where they are, Detroit is not a great place that people want to go for free agents. I'm just being honest. You know, Detroit's not the most exciting place to go. Oh, we got Reggie Bush, and he's coming from Miami and from New Orleans and from warm weather party areas. We got Reggie. You so got him because nobody else fit though. Because nobody else wanted him. Oh, you stop it right now. Um, well, we made some <clears throat> predictions. Going I, into this year, you're not gonna let me say who I think the, the better. The no, because I don't care. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I mean, I think that uh, I think that the Texans' job is a good job. That is so. They don't have a quarterback though. They don't have a quarterback. What they have the number one pick in the draft. They do, but uh, I, if I'm a coach, here's if you're the deal. a coach. You want to be able to pick your quarterback. You don't correct. Want, I mean, even if you come in and you kind of like Matt Stafford, wouldn't you? You would rather come in and no, you'd want to. If you have a top ten quarterback, you're happy with your top ten quarterback. Maybe. But, but if he's only top this 10, is so sight unseen. I mean, you got to come in. I wouldn't want to be a veteran coach because a lot of these teams are looking for guys who've already done it before. That's right. why Lovey Smith is on so many boards. But um, I, I wouldn't say that Matt Savage is scary like a, though. That's a all. Can't miss quarterback. Oh, but. I think he is. Absolutely. He's already gotten forty five hundred yards for three seasons in a row at least. Okay. And how many of those years did he make the playoffs? Uh, one. Okay. And how many of those years did he win a playoff game? None. Okay. So, so, he's not, so he's not a can't-miss quarterback, is all I'm saying. He's 25. Okay. People are trying to compare him to Tony Romo, who's 32. So what? If Stafford is the same seven years from now and playing the exact same way he is right now, yes, the Romo comparisons are okay. That's interesting, but because Tony Romo, years are difference. Tony Romo came into the league at 23. So at this point, he would be. To- you're talking about Matt Stafford being Tony Romo at 28. Be right? about 30, no. Okay, at, at 30, fine. Five years from now, yeah, fine. Just, I won't even like say basketball. seven, has, I'll say five. He has a lot of minutes on his arms and his legs and his shoulders and all that stuff, so he's older than 25. That's all I'm saying. He's not going to play till he's 40. Uh, we'll see. Yeah? You want to bet a million dollars he play? He doesn't play till he's 40? I do not. Because he came in when he was like 20 years old, so... Talent. I don't know. He ta- you say he has talent and he has the best receiver in the game. Then why aren't they in the playoffs, Ray? Um, because Calvin Johnson got was hurt for most of the year. Couldn't make his uh, couldn't make his cuts. Didn't you even s- play the final game of the season. Said, yeah, because they were out of the playoffs. Yeah. He, so if why they weren't out of the playoffs, he would have played. Correct. I don't know. If you're on the field, you're not injured. He didn't play against Green Bay for the same reason. There's a difference between injured and hurt. He was injured. Anyway, the point is, I think that. People would want to go to Texas maybe more. Or Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is a good job, too. They have a lot of good defensive talent. They have some good young yeah. guys on offense. They need a quarterback, too, though. Well, they're talking about bringing the whole band back together. That's why Lovey Smith is down there right now. They're talking about bringing in a bunch of assistant coaches that are previous Tampa Bay employees. I mean, let me ask you bringing this. In the t- bringing you, in the band. You, off the air, have said to me, you thought the best coach out there right now is... Who have I said? You, who did you say you wanted Detroit to get? Wayne Fonts? No. Come on. Who did you say you wanted them to get? I don't remember. You said Lovey Smith. Oh, Lovey Smith. is No, I said Lovey Smith so is a guy Lovie I wouldn't Smith, mind. So if Lovey Smith, who you said is the best coach out there. I did not say he was the best coach out there. I, I th- Here's what I said. Who you implied is the best coach out there oh is going goodness. to Tampa Bay. Then clearly what else do Detroit, I think, Brent? Then clearly Tampa Bay is not. Then clearly Detroit is not the most desirous position, desirable position if 
the coach that you said was one of the guys that you would want does not want to go there. It all depends. Yeah, I think Detroit is the most talent, definitely more talent than Tampa Bay's got on their roster right now. But if it's with Lovey Smith, it's a situation of he's going home. And there's something about coming from the organization you grew up in and did it with. Look at Coach Chud in Cleveland. He, oh, wait. You said he did it with them. Oh, dear Lord. Um, here's a question, and it's a serious question. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think part of – well, this is more of a statement than a question, I guess. I think part of the reason that Detroit is not as a desirable a coaching job as you might think it is is because there's a perceived lack of, perceived lack of discipline. Correct. Team. And you don't think that a coach would look at that and say, I'm the guy, I can fix that? Like the girlfriend who says, yeah. he's a bad boy, but I'm going to fix him. I'm going to change him. Okay, yeah, the guy that thinks he's going to change the players is a bumbo, Ray. <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> that's that, and that's that, and, you know, not wanting to have to go to Detroit, I guess, uh, and also the the lack of discipline would be the reasons that some coaches would not want to go there. Well, we'll have further conversations on uh, the coaches as they get hired, as they interview. I'm sure we'll have more opinions on who would be a good fit, who would be a bad fit. I think you're going to see the, the coach in Stanford. He's going to get some run. Bill O'Brien, he's all but left Penn State, right? I mean, now reports are coming out. The reports are coming out that he was fired already, so he can go do it. There's other reports, and that would turn out to be not true. And there was other reports that said he's going to sign a longer deal, and he's just using the NFL to get more money out of Penn State. Can you blame Bill O'Brien? Because you have to be sitting there going, okay, I went into Penn State, and then all of this big scandal happened. How do I get out of here without get out now without making it seem like I'm a d bag? Oh, the NFL is calling me, guys. Guys, it was the phones. Bring it, it off the hook. If I, it was up to me. I would never leave Penn State. <laughs> but that's just these jobs are just keep calling me, and it's so much money. And because you know, here's the deal, you don't want to be the guy who follows the guy, right? Guys, these, you don't want to be the guy who follows Joe Paterno. You want to be the guy who follows the guy who follows the guy. Guys, <laughs> these job keep calling me. Guys, these owner keep calling me too. These singular NFL job keep calling me. <laughs> I'm Bill O'Brien. I've got to go. Dear Lord. Wow. So anyway, that's how I feel about the coaching right now. I think that it's if the what Lions we- jump to grab somebody too quick, then I think it's dumb because they, they, to me they have the most chips to play in the poker game. So if they go all in too early without doing their diligence, uh, without vetting people properly, and I think they should interview like, 15 people for this job yeah, I think, like you can find somebody good if you dig i think you're right about that ray i think they have to wait until some of these teams are knocked out of the playoffs or after until after the super bowl i know it's scary because sometimes the perceived best guys get swept up swooped up taken but some of those best guys right now they're projected are you know the uh greg roman who's in the playoffs who's he with the san diego chargers it, uh, what's uh, the guy's name for the uh, offensive coordinator for denver is it adam gase yeah is that his name I think yeah, some of those guys are being the playoffs. Not, I'm sorry, so Adam. If you, if you want one of those guys, then you're going to have to wait. But you can interview those guys now. You just can't hire them right now. Right. It used to be you couldn't even talk to them until you know. Now but I don't think there's any rush. We don't need a coach seven days from now. Here's the other. We guy. want the right coach a month from now. What about the Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator? He's also going to be up there. Yeah, a lot. I mean, Cleveland says they that, want him too. Right. Well, that's funny thing about Cleveland is they say they're they're in. Their, their top guys are the the Seattle defensive coordinator and Denver's offensive coordinator. They're not getting either of those guys. They're like the University of Texas. No one really wants to go to Cleveland, especially with that bumbling front office who just hired a guy, then they traded away his best player two games into the season and then fired him for not being as good in the second half as he was in the first half. Are you freaking kidding me right now? And a uh, guy who was a lifelong Browns fan. 
You know? Lifelong Browns organizational guy. Right. Everyone loved him. One and done in Cleveland? Yeah. Is this where they've come to? I mean, I'm excited for it. And gosh, you know who's going to end up in Cleveland. You know who's going to be the head coach in Cleveland. It's all sudden done. They're going to interview a bunch of people who are going to be like, nah, I think I'd rather just be a coordinator than go ahead be head coach in Cleveland. They're going to get Josh McDaniels. I, and I could not be happier. They they might. They might. And he's going to bring in Tebow to play quarterback. The only guy. Oh, my God. It's every dream come true at once. The only guy that would be funnier that they could hire instead of Josh McDaniels would be... Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Bringing in Lane Kiffin to run the off the Tim Tebow offense. <gasps> oh. Okay, will you say on air right now, Ray? Yes. You, Ray Stackinus. That's what Siri says your name is, and that's why I go by. <laughs> oh, thanks, Siri. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, say that if your Detroit Lions hire Lane Kiffin oh, God. or Josh McDaniels as head coach, that you will no longer be a Lions fan. <laughs> I cannot say that. I'll say I'll be a very disappointed Lions fan. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember, I survived the Matt Millen era. And if that wasn't going to drive someone away from a team, there's nothing going to shake me now. You know, the Lions. It made ma- me more passionate. Lions management came out this week and said, we don't necessarily, just because we're hiring a head coach doesn't necessarily mean that we're hiring someone that's going to help tutor Matt Stafford. It doesn't have to be an offensive guy. Agree or disagree? They have said that. Agree or disagree that that's true? Well, they've said it. Do do I think it's a good idea? Is that what you're asking? Is it a smokescreen? Here's the deal. I think that what we definitely need is a disciplinarian coach. We need somebody to come in and crack some heads and, and crack the whip because Jim Schwartz, who had that rep coming into Detroit for five years, became a player's coach overnight because when faced with the ultimate responsibility, some people crumble a little bit. Some people, and I think Jim Schwartz is one of those guys. Maybe he is a lifetime coordinator who got his one chance and was just in over his head. So you're saying you would like one a guy that's disciplinarian. Two. I think so. I think it would help. A guy that's already been a head coach. That's what they would like. Yeah. Okay, great. Then I, let me present this to you, Ray. Jeez. Oh, All right. Who is more Oh god. Who is more disciplinarian than people from the Eastern Bloc in Europe? People that are German. People named Gunther. Gunther <laughs> Cunningham. You're a defensive coordinator. Of the Detroit Lions. Hey, he didn't get fired. I bet he interviews. And he's getting fired. <laughs> he was also the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh gracious! And I know this since and I was. You love him <laughs> since I was a Chiefs fan. I am a Chiefs fan. He loves Phil Collins. Done. <laughs> right now. That's everything horrifying in, in one place. I really thought you were going to go with former Kansas City Chiefs coach. Romeo Cornell. Oh, wow. Because if it didn't work in Cleveland, it must work somewhere else. Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. Come on, everybody. Remember, the Browns had Belichick, and they ran him out of town. Oh, poor Cleveland. Yeah. Poor, poor Cleveland. No, I mean, here's the deal. I think they need one of two things. There's two different directions they can go in, and if they go in either one of those directions, I'm happy. I do think it should be somebody who has had previous head coaching experience. None of this uh, on-the-job training like we did with Jim Schwartz and uh, Marty Morningwag and uh, Marinelli and all these coaches that le- leading up to it. Like, just one after another of people that we just could not trust ever since Bobby Ross left good 13 years ago. It's just been a parade of that, and that is no good. We have proven it. Let's bring in somebody smarter. So a defensive-minded coach, a Lovey Smith, a guy who's had previous head coaching experience, that's pretty good as well. The other guy who a lot of Lions fans are saying who fits the same uh, mold is Ken Wisenhunt, who's um, had head coaching experience previously deal, right? in Arizona, and he's an offensive-minded guy, and people think we could really go for an offensive-minded coach in the same what, vein as well. What was the text I sent you the other day? What did it say? I sent you a text the other day that said, 
Ken Wisenhunt. And you know what? A lot of Lions fans are calling for him. Yeah, I think that's a great hire. I don't I think, think it's a bad hire, but I, I want to see the interviews, you know? I think that's the perfect hire for Detroit, to be honest with you. Uh, one, he run he runs a passing offense, okay? They have a top-flight combination passer. Sure do. Say whatever you, I mean, you want it, to say about it. You could, you could make an argument that Stafford and Johnson has way more upside than Larry Fitzgerald and Kurt Warner had down in Arizona. Well, yeah, because uh, Stafford's, We're talking about Hall of Famers, Stafford's got more, more time in, left in the league. Right. Probably. More... more, more uh, more fuse on the cannon. So he's going to, you know, the offense should not take a step back. It should be stay the same or get better. And he's been a head coach before. And he almost won a Super Bowl. Correct. And he was able to work with Todd Haley somehow, which no one else can work with. You know. to be fair, I mean, to be fair, Lovey Smith also worked with Mike Martz, right. former offensive coordinator for your Detroit Lions. So that's oh. my pick. I'm going to say I'm, I'm predicting that you guys are going to hire Ken Wisenhunt. That's okay. my choice. I mean, I, I know it's early, and it may be a month before we know. Yeah. You know what? We'll revisit this at another time. Well, you step out there. Who they, who they taking, Ray? If I was going to make some choices, if I if I was going to put some put some lead on the paper right now, I say Cleveland drafts takes Josh McDaniels because he's, they're going to think they're better than they are, and it's just not going to happen. I think Minnesota takes the offensive coordinator, yeah, the offensive coordinator from Denver. I think he goes there for his first gig up in Minnesota. I think the Texans get Bill O'Brien out of Penn State. I think Lovey Smith goes down to Tampa Bay. And coaches there, and I think that the Detroit Lions, they either pull from college with the Stanford coach, but I think it's more likely you're right. Ken Wisenhunt is the guy there. If I was to have to, you know, nads to the floorboard picket right. right now, that's where I think it's going. And that also doesn't take into consideration if any other jobs come open, like the Dallas job or or any of these right. other gigs that mm, are still up in the air Raiders as of this recording. Could come open still? Sure could. Sure could. I'm just here's the deal. All I'm happy about is all the John Gruden talk from Lions fans seems to have dissipated. Kansas City could be coming open. We lost five out of our last seven games. So that's not You a... know, if it was the Cleveland Browns running the front office. Yeah, he'd be fired. He'd be fired. <laughs> Second half wasn't as good as the first half. I didn't see the growth in the team i think Bill o'brien is a is a dark horse in uh, detroit also i don't i don't think we do that i don't think we pull that I think we need a, we I want somebody a, with more experience he's a regional guy he is but if that's the case don't we look at uh, he made matt mcgloin a good quarterback don't we look at coach d'antonio up in uh, michigan state then don't we look sure, at but i don't think he's going anywhere don't we look at oh here's here's the ultimate dark horse if you want to see me enraged here's the ultimate dark, dark horse i heard to end this segment jim tressel Oh my God! Head coach of your Detroit Lions—that might actually make me quit being a fan of the Detroit Lions. That would make your head explode. I yes, I might jump out of an airplane and leave my parachute behind. But in any case, this has been already a long segment, so we're going to come back after three seconds of Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Hey, finally, we get to do our favorite segment. Who's getting arrested now? Who's getting arrested now? And this week, it's one of our favorite people in all baseball. One of my favorite baseball players in the world. Yasiel, oh, it's so Miss Puiggy. It's Miss Puiggy, ladies and gentlemen. I have to call him that because he got busted for his second, second time driving way too fast. Yeah. Numbers are hard. Oh, Yasiel, what is wrong with you? He's all getting arrested and stuff. I mean, at this point, does he like have one of those punch cards 
from the AMPM station. Like he gets arrested four times. The fifth time he gets to go free. 110 miles an hour. 110 miles an hour on the freeway. I mean, at least it wasn't in a school zone. So we can at least give Yasiel a little bit of credit for that. But how, what do the cops even say at this point when they pull over Yasiel Puig? Do they just look at him and just be like, again, dude. I thought it was you. Yeah. <laughs> we saw you coming a mile away. We saw you coming a mile away, and then three seconds later, you passed. And then three seconds later, how do you catch a guy going 110 miles per hour? You got to go 111. Mm, Crank it up to 111. No, but what what are your thoughts on this? Uh, You're a big Yasiel Puig hater, so. I'm not a hater. I just think he's immature, and I think he's going to destroy himself and his career, and uh, that's. I'm proving him myself right right now. Well, listen, Roberto Clemente, another great Latin ball player, he died doing something very noble and very courageous when his uh, you know aircraft went down trying to deliver food, I believe, over, what, the Christmas holiday south of the border? You know, we, we applaud him. Yasiel Puig flipping his car, going 110 miles per hour while potentially intoxicated. Who knows? That's not going to get you any Clemente, any uh, awards named after you, Yasiel. It's not It's not good. Yeah. You can't be doing it. But he can. You know who he should be hanging out with now to get a little bit better judgment? Maurice Claret. Andrew Bynum. <laughs> Andrew Bynum. Ladies and gentlemen, not... What was that? That's how bad his decisions are. He's like worse, making worse decisions than Andrew Bynum. That's my point. Andrew Bynum allegedly... Slept with the coach's assistant coach's wife, and that's why he got kicked. Have you heard about this? To be fair, they were both got tired. Kicked off the team. They were both very sleepy. <laughs> they were both, you know, it was a long flight. They were yeah. sitting next to each other on the plane. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's what he did. Theoretically, allegedly, and that's why he got kicked off the team for conduct detrimental. And they're looking to trade him right now. But then later on, they said that the coach wasn't even married. So. Who even knows anymore? Yeah. I, Who even knows? Here's the deal. I think Andrew Bynum got a, a strong case of the, I just realized I'm actually forced to play a basketball in Cleveland when I signed the contract with the with the Browns. Uh, no, with the, well, they might as well be the Browns, forced, the Cavaliers. Forced to, uh, he realized that I'm being forced to play for money that I'm being paid anywhere. I just think he got a case of the Ohio's. He suddenly realized, oh, oh, that's what playing in Ohio's like. But he like. did the same thing in Philadelphia and did the same thing in Los Angeles. But you can't really say he played in Philadelphia. <laughs> Well, to be fair, yeah, I mean, that's he a, signed and took their money. Yeah, he didn't play. He that's didn't play. Now he's being asked to, and it's too much. How how can I get out of town? Hmm. Oh, I know. I'll sleep with the coach's wife, girlfriend. Oh, man. Look at all these awesome parking spaces right at the front of the Trader Joe's. My question is... Stupid was, blue signs. Maybe he needs a mentoring from Delonte West to just get with uh, LeBron James's mom. Nice. Find his way out of town that yeah. way. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, maybe they can get Yasiel Puig. To drive Andrew Bynum out of town at 110 miles an hour. Well, to be fair, I mean, yeah, maybe they're going to hire Yasiel Puig's chauffeur service mm-hmm. so they can get him out of town that much faster. We're rambling a little bit, but that's what's going to happen when we're talking about who's getting arrested, arrested now. now. Who's getting arrested now? And we'll be right back after three seconds of Hey, Hey, Tampa Bay. Hey, hey, Tampa Bay. The clocks are hot. Hey, we're back, and now we're going to talk a little bit about end-of-year NFL. Well, end-of-regular-season NFL. For me, it's the end of the year. Yay! Yay! So we made some predictions earlier in the year, and uh, I feel pretty good about where this is going. Uh, stretch. Do you? I, I should, right? I 
I predicted way more teams than you did. I don't think so. Well, we haven't exactly broken it down just yet. But okay. Let, well, well, let's do it. Let's talk about all the successes. We, and if you want to go back and listen to it, it's episode 16, one six of Raisin Brent. That was the deep spiritual version of saying the name of the show. And, and because you, can, you know why, Ray? Because when you mess around with dark spirits and you try to go back or forward in time, you get the horns. You're getting the Delta Diablo. Whoa! <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome our special guest, <laughs> Satan. He's here. What? I saw you messing with time and space. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's. This has gotten really uncomfortable. It's hot in here all of a sudden. I don't know why he does that even when I when, when I watch something on TiVo that I taped a long time ago. <laughs> you pre-recorded this. You should have seen it at the proper time. <laughs> what are we doing? Bunheads is already canceled. <laughs> Stop watching it. Stop watching Bunheads because it's awful, but also it's canceled. You know who's a huge <laughs> fan of Bunheads? The devil? <laughs> Eight-year-old girls and also Jason McClain. Um... I have other, Robert Chan, my good friend, who's a writer for Top Story, uh, he also loves the Bunheads. I think it's, there's a certain type of Gilmore Girls guy out there who really would appreciate shows like that. I watched Bunheads, but my wife went to college with the lead on Bunheads, so that's why that's my You have an excuse, excuse then. Yeah. Yeah. I could dig it. It's an excuse for why I loved it and couldn't stop watching. <laughs> Brent is having a case of the feels. <sighs> It's the end of the year. <clears throat> it's the end of the football year. Somebody's got to have a good cry about things that might have been, like season three of Bunheads. No. The only thing I cry about is Detroit Lions football. <laughs> and that's it. Jesus, you must be all cried out. Oh, no. I had to get a sham wow. You had to get a sham Just for the tears, because there were so many of them. Wow. But you know what? Didn't drip. Didn't make a mess. <laughs> So weird. <laughs> in any case, don't you dare make a mess. I think I can. Can I play the sound effect? Have we gone off? Have, have we crashed the show? I think here so. it is. <laughs> and there it goes. Okay, so let's talk about the division winners because we we got quite a bit right. We it's almost like me and you know a little bit about football, right? Who knew? Right? Who knew? It's right? also like me and you can screw up based on uh, bad opinions. It can happen. So let's talk about who won the AFC East. I said. Well, it was the New England Patriots. And I also said the Patriots. And I said the Patriots. Wow. We hey, both picked Cincinnati to win the division. We sure did. We, and we both picked Denver to win the AFC West. Oh. Yes, but I did pick Denver to you make a wild, a wild card, card team. Because so you'd have to be like. Insane to not pick them to be in some way. into your crack addiction to not have picked Denver to make the playoffs this year. Let's just face facts. And, and then, the AFC North, we both picked. The worst it's team in football, the Houston the Texans. Texans. Yeah, not a good choice by either of us. However, I did pick the Colts as a wild card team, so I feel and pretty good about that. I picked KC as a wild card team also. Not bad. And then we, you know, so we had some hits in there. I mean, we both got four out we of the We both got four playoff teams. Because I also picked the Miami Dolphins, who, by all their credit, had every opportunity to go to the playoffs, should have beaten the Jets in the last week of the season, and they pooped the bed themselves. And who was your other team, Brent? The uh, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, same case. I mean, I, those are not bad picks. Yeah. Those are not picks either we should be ashamed about. And Baltimore, maybe not going out on a limb as much as the Miami pick, because nobody was talking about Miami at the start of the season. And you're talking about considering all the bullying allegations and all of that. I, I feel pretty good about my choices right there. Yeah. We so, all, you know, to be fair, a lot of people, nobody picked, nobody in the world 
picked Houston to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Oh, assuredly not. Nobody put that on the record. So I think we get a pass. Well, we I were wrong, but we get a pass because everybody else is wrong. Four out of six playoff teams, which, you know, let's face it, that's pretty good. Four out of six, and uh, both of us had another playoff team, another potential playoff team that if they won last week would have been in the playoffs. We've been five out of six. Not yeah. bad. Not bad at all because neither of us had the Chargers on our radar, and I think correctly so. Mm-hmm. Nobody really thought we, we knew Kansas City would be better this year. We knew Denver would be way good this year, so nobody really was looking at the Chargers to especially beat Denver and beat Kansas City twice. Right. On route uh, to a nine ass- and seven record, assisted by the worst referees in the. I think they were the uh, the same ones that picked that touchdown in the Seattle game last year against. Green now, Bay. Brent, you can't blame the refs for losing a game, except when they literally blow the call that would have won you the game twice. Twice. I guess now you know what it's like to be a Lions I'm, fan. Look, I'm look. Nobody's more relieved than me that that game meant nothing to the Chiefs because yeah. holy cow! Can you imagine if you had like not made the playoffs based on that. But oh. I mean, look, I'm no Steelers apologist, but man, I feel a little bit for Steelers. Where it's like, are you are you kidding me? The, That's how it happens. Yeah, you, you need four teams to lose, and three of them already lose, and, and then. And here's that the happens. And here's the deal. Do you think Cincinnati wanted to see Pittsburgh coming in next week? I can assure you <laughs> no. that they did not. No, sir. So let's talk about the NFC then. Okay. So we didn't. We disagreed a lot on the NFC. We did. For example, I picked the Saints to win the NFC South, and you picked the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. And who won? The Carolina Panthers. So we're both just. <gasps> However, the Saints did make the playoffs, and the Fal- how the Falcons do, Brent? Uh, the Falcons are terrible. They're terrible. Who knew that they would be Houston Texans terabad? In the NFC East, we both, again, screwed up. The Eagles win it. I picked the second-worst team in football, the Washington Redskins. And you picked uh, the New York I Giants. Picked the New York Giants. Who, not good. Who were better than your Washington Redskins They sure pick, were, but, but not, still not Both good. bad picks. Yeah, both both bad very picks. bad picks. Out West... I picked the Seattle Seahawks to win the West, and you picked San Francisco 49ers. I ended up getting that one more correct, but mm-hmm. they both made the playoffs, so I still playoffs. feel good about that. In the NFC North. Oh. All right, Ray, here comes your big triumph. I picked, should have been, but I picked your Detroit Lions, and I said Green Bay would not make the playoffs. You picked correctly. I can't even say it. Say it for me. The Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Should not have been them. Eight, seven, and one, ladies and gentlemen. I did say both the Bears, did I not? The Bears and Packers would take a step back this year and that the Lions would fill that void. And boy, that felt correct halfway through the season. And then I don't know what happened. Okay, Ray, so 12 playoff teams. We both picked well, wild card. We both pretty much had there. I picked Atlanta, yeah. bad. San Francisco, good. Mm-hmm. You picked Seattle, Seattle, in. Yeah. And who was your other pick? It was uh, Redskins. The Redskins also bad, bad, bad pick. So, oh wait a minute. When I do the math, hold on. Let me do the math on my chart. Here. Oh. We both have. Well, looks like uh, we don't need to talk about this anymore. No, we both have seven. We do. Yeah. Seven. You thought you lost. Yeah. Oh, I should have just gone on, gone along with Wait, it. Wait, what was my... We both had four in the AFC and three in the NFC. Wow. Yeah. This is not as compelling radio as I thought it was going to nah. be. Nah. Hey. Kind of like kissing your sister. Kind of like making out with my sister. Yeah, it was. Ew! Let's talk about that some more. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that at all. 
Well, then let's talk really quick about um, end of season awards. Who should win what? Can you even argue MVP of the NFL this year? Make a case for anyone not named Peyton Manning. The only argument I can make, and I would make an argument for two different guys, okay. but it's not really an argument. It's just a 1A guy. Not I can't really it's make gonna it. It's going to be Peyton Manning. I mean, let's, he Manning. set the all-time passing yardage thing for t- uh, touchdowns, at least. Maybe not for yards, but for touchdowns, he broke Drew Brees' previous record, getting four again in the last week of the season. He's been lights out all season long, dominant at times. It, it's hard to argue anybody but Peyton Manning. Jamal Charles, 19 touchdowns. Oh, stop with your Jamal Charles. 19 touchdowns, Woo. over 1,800 yards of offense. <gasps> Didn't even play in the last game, unlike Peyton Manning, who playing against the Raiders just, oh, let me just throw four more touchdowns yeah, in the first half and pad my stats. Yeah, because they still they needed to make sure they got the number one seed because they want to make sure if it goes down, New England comes to them and not vice versa. Sure. Uh, they're playing at the Raiders, Ray. Yeah. They were already up... <laughs> They were hard hip twenty one nothing baby in the first quarter. I think just win, and they're still passing. Yeah. Still keep passing, Peyton. Well, he wanted to be yay, yay for you. He wanted to pass Drew Brees. Yay record. for you. Oh, Let's did you did facts. you see what might happen? He passed him by one yard, mm. and now they are reviewing a pass that appears to be a lateral or backwards pass for seven yards, which might put him back behind Drew Brees. I would not hate that if that happened. That would That's be amazing. Kind of good, good. amaze uh, amaze balls. Based on the evidence I've seen. Congratulations, Drew Brees. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this then. Defensive player of the year. We talked about a little bit about before we started recording this. I think it's Luke Keekley out of Carolina. I, I think that he's – I don't know if he led the league in tackles, but my goodness, he was a factor on the top defense in the NFL, bringing a team from out of nowhere, nobody's predictions as you saw. Who do you know that picked the Panthers to win the – NFC South this year. Just nobody. The only person I know is me in our episode 16. It got edited out by Ray. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just Ray edited said, pick in. somebody else. Yeah. And and I you actually said, I take the Carolina Panthers. And I cut it. So it said, I think I will take the Atlanta Falcons yeah, to win wh- that division. Why did you do that, Ray? Wow, I am strong. Um, Luke Keekley's my pick for defense player of the year. Mm-hmm. Best player uh, captaining the best defense. Sure. Who do you like? Uh, I like Richard Sherman. I mean, I, you I could thought this was going to be a matchup. Nobody's, up, baby. Nobody's more braggadocious than well, uh, Steve Smith. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Steve Smith, but Steve Smith's not the defensive player of the year. He's not. No. Um, he lets, but led, you, know, you could argue Richard leads the league Sherman. in yeah. interceptions, and you also might say that they are the best defense. But we it's also almost by default because a lot of the big name players, the J.J. Watts, I mean, who had okay seasons, mm-hmm. the Von Millers of the world. Demarcus Wares, I mean, he's on a bad defense though, right. so you can't really say that. But those guys also all got hurt, or you know, you got some guys <clears> like suspended. Uh, Mathis in in Indianapolis had nineteen and a half sacks. It's good. Robert Quinn in St. Louis had nineteen sacks, but they didn't have a successful of years. Mathis did, but the defense wasn't perceived as being a strength on that team. So. Sure, sure, absolutely. And so there you go, Alden but, Smith over in. Uh, you got to give a little bit to Alden Smith over in San Francisco, but. but Luke, Ultimately, Luke Keekley, Luke I think, Keekley is a guy. is a monster. And Richard, Richard Sherman, Sherman can't go wrong either. I mean, yeah. he's going to get one eventually. Maybe this is the year. So, okay, this is the big wrap-up, though. Coach of the year. Who do you like for coach of the year? Because I think you could argue half-dozen different people and have very valid things. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be Ron Rivera. Let's just start there right now in Carolina. I mean, I think it's hard to argue against Ron Rivera for the reason you just said. Nobody picked them. Nobody picked them. He, after they struggled earlier in the year, people thought he was on the hot seat, and then they just ripped the doors off the barn, yeah. storming over everybody. That victory over New Orleans, 
man, you just got to give it up to him for that. And Nobody, going into San Francisco and beating them. And, you know, I think beating the Patriots. Chip Kelly should get some consideration, you too. You have to. Nobody thought he was going to be great either. I did. And they didn't rip the doors. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's weird because he didn't pick them to be in the playoffs. I didn't, uh, but I thought that offense would be strong this year. That's why okay. my fantasy team, but fantasy Super Bowl winning team, was featuring all the Eagles. But to my point, you still didn't pick them to make the playoffs. Which I did is, not. Which was nobody did. Nobody right? did. Right? So that's why he should be considered for, for Coach of the Year. Now, I will say this. They weren't as dominant on both sides of the ball or either side of the ball as uh, Carolina is. Sure. You know, they they, they snuck, didn't sneak into the, well, they snuck into the playoffs. They had to they win They had to win game. against Dallas, Carolina, and they had to stop at the very end. Carolina started out one and three and then just, like, basically lost one Couldn't game the rest of the year. the rest of the way, yeah. Right. I would also, and this is my dark horse that I would say, that I, I absolutely just have to give him, to give him props, Gus Bradley down in Jacksonville. That's one of the worst teams I've ever seen on paper, ever. And then all of a sudden he finds Chad Henney and rides it. I mean, granted, this team went, what, 4-12. and 12. This is not a great season, but with the amount of talent that they had, for him to get them to not give up when everything was going wrong in the first half of the season and they were 7 8 or whatever it was, for him to come back and win four games with that team, many of those games, I believe, on the road, yeah. you got to give it up to Gus Bradley, man. He did a good i got job. a lot of respect for that guy. He did a good job, but here's the thing that uh, concerns me a little bit about Gus Bradley, uh, I think you or I, blindfolded, can see that Chad Henney is a better quarterback than Blaine Gabbert. I think I think even Tebow apologists so can see that's true. Why, so if he's such a great coach, why is he not starting Chad Henney? Well, he did. Yeah, after Blaine Gabbert was out for the year. Well, sometimes you got to put him out there to show management, hey, guys, he's so bad. He's so terrible. I think you're the head coach. You play the best player. and There's you... something to be said for that, but you don't know how much pressure he got from above to play the guy who's the first-round pick who they sunk a bunch of money into. Right. Chad Henney, they owe a buck fifty and a Diet Coke to. But the fact that uh, Blaine Gabbert was starting on this team until he got injured, that's what takes him out of the consideration for me, is that just that okay. decision. That's uh, fair. you got to look at Andy Reid, but Andy Reid's had been so successful in the past. Chiefs had six Pro Bowlers last year, so they had a lot of talent on the roster. Um, just like Detroit this year. How many Pro Bowlers do they have? Two. Oh. Well, oh. Three alternates. Three alternates. Yeah, Matt uh, Stafford uh, might finally get I in as an alternate in his worst year of the last clearly three. It's a, a very desirable, because we've got over one Pro Bowler. Stop please, it. Please come coach our team. Stop please it. Please come coach it. Anyway, uh, Andy Reid uh, taking the worst team last year, 2-14 and 14, to 11-5. I mean, there's a lot of great candidates this year. Rex Ryan. That is not a good Jets Rex team. Ryan. That's a three-four win Jet team at best. Yeah. Especially if Sanchez gets knocked out and he's got to play Geno Smith. And Geno Smith is not very good. No. That team went eight and eight. Yeah. And they were dancing in the locker room. They show Pittsburgh Steelers not happy about being eight and eight at all. The Chicago, well, the Chicago Bears ended up going eight and eight. Eight and eight. Not happy about it at all. Teams across the country that are eight and eight, not happy. Jets. River dance in the locker room, ladies and gentlemen. Well, but to be fair, the reason for that is that the Jets were already eliminated, and these other teams weren't eliminated until they lost. Correct. So there's our wrap-up, folks. We'll be right back to do even more after three seconds of Hail to the Redskins! Hail to the Redskins! Hail Wow, guys. Fight song. It's really depressing to listen to fight songs of teams who just fired their coach. Really? A little it's a, bit. It's new beginnings. It's new year, new coach. It is. It's like there's a breakup, and now, you know, you. it's it's sad, because if you're Cleveland, it's like when you break up, and you're just like, finally, I'm going to get all that action, and then the phone doesn't ring. 
for yeah, long like last year, periods of time. Like last year, they were like, oh, we're going to get action. Oh, wait, our new date is named Chud. Never mind. <laughs> Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Who thought that was a good idea to hire a chud to coach your team? It's just he only comes out at night. You should never hire a coach whose name is one sound away from chode. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just I can only agree with that. But well, let's really quick let's talk about our picks league. Oh, me and you. Oh, came down. I was had a one game lead going into the final picks of the season. Well, let's set up though. I led most of the season. I led early. You you got I a lead led the on first me. Half, and then going into the week before, I had a three game lead, and I thought, game over. And I went twelve and four, mm-hmm. and twelve and four, great week. And I went eight, eight, and eight and eight. So I had a one game lead going into the final week of the season, and I'll just put it out there: I went twelve and four again. Well, twelve and four. Congratulations, Ray. Congratulations on winning our picks league. And I would have been thirteen and three because mm-hmm. I would have taken the Eagles in the final mm-hmm. game. Except Brent over here, say you know it. Just you, say it. You you lay it out for us. You know what champions do, Ray? You know what champions do? What do they do? They don't quit in the last week when they're down one game. Sure you know? don't. They sure don't. They don't. They don't underperform like they did the rest of the season. They overperform. Would you say you would have your best week in week seventeen? I would say they would have to go at least fifteen and one. Wait, what did you go in the final week of the season? Fifteen and one. Fifteen and one. That's what champions do, Ray. I feel like a winner. If you notice my feet, they're not even on the floor right now because I'm lifting them off. Not because I'm floating away, but I feel like I am. Fifteen and one, ladies and gentlemen. I have to give it up to Brent. Won our picks league by me over a couple games. Had Dallas beaten Philadelphia, I was forced to change my pick because I was down one game. Although I made you think, you know, because I was up one game on you, then I made you think. Well, am I going to change mine to Dallas? I had to play rock paper scissors in order to decide. Was is Brent going to double deke me here? Is he going to triple? What are we doing? I have Philly. I think Philly's going to win, but I'm down one. I'm pretty sure Brent's going to take Philly. I have to take Dallas and hope, even though I don't think that's the right pick. And it almost can almost work yeah. out for me. Almost but ended tied with Brent, but we did not. I, even though I'm celebrating, Ray, I will also celebrate that you and I both finished first one and two, and second in well, our league. You asked me to join this picks league purely for one reason. Because you got didn't you win last week last year by like fifteen games or something? Uh, two years ago, I think I won by like at least eight picks. Yeah, and so I was like, "Come on, you guys! No one's in your, on. no one's in your league except I had to show up and almost win it. That's right. Yeah, mission accomplished. Hey, good job! It's almost mission like Ryan Brent. We found out who uh, knows something about football. We found out who uh, were the real bombers. Mission accomplished. <laughs> oh my goodness. Good night, everybody. <laughs> You're gonna have to drag me out in But no, congratulations to you. Thankfully we didn't put anything on it. There's no shame bets or anything. All we have to do is worry about who wins the national championship game. Jameis Winston and Florida State gonna oh, oh, oh. gosh, I still don't that oh, was it a straight up bet? Oh, oh, oh. Straight up bet. Yeah, Whoever okay. wins. All right. Cool. I, I get my prepared statement going. Nice. But in the meantime, that's gonna wrap up another episode of Raisin Brent. Where were you? Raisin Brent. Oh, there's an echo in here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're on another podcast now where there's a huge echo in the room. Not going to touch that one. Hey, guys. <laughs> Inside jokes, everybody. You're going to have to drag, drag me out in. in. No. Uh, there are people we want to. Well, first off, here's how you can find us. 
You can tweet at the show at Ray Brent Podcast or find me at Almighty Ray. Or I'm at Scoops Pope. You can email the show, Podcast at gmail.com or check out our Facebook page. You can check us out at facebook.com slash Podcast. Heck, find us on Stitcher Radio. All you got to do is search The Raisin Brent Show. Yeah. And we will come up. You can listen to us just online. If you're just online, you don't have your apps button or whatever, you're at work or whatever, you want to put us on or whatever, 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 whatever. whatever. Stitcher Radio. Go get us right now. I like got to thank some people. Got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. We got to thank the Trainwrecks for the songs. Yeah. Thank Mr. David Knoll for producing it in the booth over there. Yeah. I'm thank you, sir. You. Thank you. Let's see here. Jordan Monsell. Got to thank Jordan Monsell. JordanMonsell.com. Go Jordan Mon. Buy some stuff from him. He's yeah. a good dude. Drew, drew our logo. Anybody you want to thank, Brent? Uh, Matthew Stafford. Oh, end geez. of the year. It's Why? Holiday. Because it's... Well, first of all, we didn't have a holiday show because we were out of town. Uh, yeah. Well, we took a week off, but we released it right before the holiday. So, I feel good about it. I know you're not a, a you know very uh, religious guy, but I would okay. like to talk about one of my favorite biblical stories about when Jonah uh, accidentally... Was swallowed by Matthew Stafford. Stop it. What? That's not the story. It is. He's not fat! Well, then how is he able to s- swallow a whole dude named Jonah and he lived inside of his belly? And then he got thrown out and Geppetto found him. So Are you done? Are you talking about Matthew Stafford at the buffet? No! Oh, okay. Because you know that's no. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You always get what you wanted, and then you run and you flaunt it. I've got something to Hey, we have anything to use for like an outtake? Oh, no, I recorded you were on your phone earlier. And so I waited till you went outside. You recorded something while I was on the phone? Yeah, when you disappeared right before we started. It was basically, it was really funny, right? (laughs) Okay, so... I recorded this thing where, like, you left to go, oh, Brent, oh, go ahead and leave. Go be on the phone, right? I can do this show by myself, right? So it's like, so you left. And then I'm like, hey, everybody, I can do this show by myself with Brent on the phone. So, <laughs> oh, hey, hey, it's the show. <sighs> yeah, it's really funny. So that's our outtake. That's hilarious.